telling a story of medical misadventures is Hannah Cornish. There are a few objects in the exhibition that um, represent medicine doing more harm than good. So they are uh, medicines or medical devices that were prescribed by doctors um, and they did accomplish what the doctors wanted them to but the side effects were much worse than the original conditions that the medicine or, or um, medical object was prescribed for. Um, so one of them is a bottle of mercury pills that was prescribed to a toddler um, and the, the original illness that the mercury pills were prescribed for was eczema. Uh, mercury, um, various forms of it, have been part of remedies for a long time um, for lots and lots of different illnesses, um, skin conditions being one of them, syphilis, gut complaints, mental health illness. And, um, and this is probably because mercury poisoning has um, quite obvious side effects that um, you can so you can really see the medicine working so some of the side effects are things like um, having terrible diarrhea so if you're prescribing them to somebody who was constipated then it would definitely be doing what the doctor prescribed it for but it is also poisoning the patient long term um, and one of the things that mercury pills were prescribed for was uh, for teething toddlers um, and it, they were quite popular pills and powders during the late 19th and early 20th century um, to be given to young babies because one of the first signs of mercury poisoning is loosening teeth and losing your teeth. The logic was that the the mercury tablets or powders would soften the gums of the baby to help them teeth. But of course, the side effect is that a lot of these babies became quite ill. Um, and this illness was described as Pink's disease. So the, uh, the babies would often come into hospital and they'd be lethargic um, and they'd have uh, upset tummies and they would have bright or dark pink extremities, their hands and feet would swell and be very noticeably pink, which is where the name came from. And for a long time the doctors didn't know what was causing it. Um, and the doctors had, some doctors in the 1950s worked out what was going on and they had a real uphill battle to ban mercury from being prescribed to babies. One of the other objects in the collection with a similar story uh, are the pair of lead nipple shields, um, which are um, they have quite a sad story connected to them. So they were used again for a long time between in the 19th and early 20th centuries, uh, and they were quite effective for the condition that they were being used to alleviate. So um, because they are metal and they are cold um, and they are easily kind of malleable, they're easily made into the right shape, um, they, are, they do a really good job of soothing the discomfort of breastfeeding, which is what they were designed to do. Um, and they also, when the lead comes into contact with the breast milk, produce, produces lead lactate, which is both soothing and quite sweet, so it encourages babies to feed. So it does, 
from that perspective, it does a really good job of doing what doctors had prescribed it to do. However, of course, lead poisoning is really terrible, and it and it is much worse than the um, the discomfort that the nipple shields were being used to alleviate in the first place. And it's quite interesting that lead has been known to be poisonous since ancient times but it was continued to be used in cooking utensils, in water pipes and in paint, right up until it started to be regulated in the 1980s. Um, and so in this instance, with this object, the mother gave the nipple shields to the doctors after she brought the baby into the hospital. Um, and her baby was very ill and died because of the high concentration of lead in um, their system. And we actually have the x-ray as well that shows the build-up of the heavy metal, the lead, in the bones of the baby along the growth plates of the leg bones. So it was a really extreme example of lead poisoning in, in um, small children. <laughs> 